I enjoy singing, and especially around Christmas time. This is giving praise to the one who came and died for our sins to give us a wonderful life. And the life that we have is a gift from him. Uh, the time is almost gone, but uh, we will uh, uh, share a few things together. So, uh, we will uh, also remember why the Lord came to this earth. So, I hope in 10 minutes I can uh, consolidate the message of 30 minutes. And I don't want to keep you late here. But uh, it was uh, actually a message. They had a message for us, the choir, this morning. That's a beautiful message. A message of love. A message of peace. A message of joy. A message of uh, uh, answer to this uh, world that's been looking for Someone to save them from. Uh, I am rejoicing that Jesus came to this world to save me. You see, I am a happy person standing here before you, thanking God for His coming to this world to save this sinner, yours truly, Adel, very first one. And I am so thrilled to be here this morning. Secondly, I'm so thrilled that our troops caught Saddam Hussein. <laughs> so we have a, a double rejoicing today that a tyrant has been caught. And if this is of any, of any, it has any meaning, it has a great meaning and encouragement for our troops who have been working so hard to catch this man. And thank God for the justice that we have. Amen. I want to read a couple of verses. And uh, to just put us back into the spirit of the one who came to save us. Jesus Christ. We are celebrating his birth. And Luke chapter 1, verse 8, 9, and 10, it says, I'll read it to you. And in the same region there were some shepherds that night, out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terribly frightened. And the angel said to them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you good news of a great joy which shall be for all the people. The message that was delivered that night by the angels was a message of good news. The birth of a Savior. No one could explain the depth, the width, the height. Of God's love. Over the centuries. So he sent his only begotten son. To us. To tell us about his love. In John 1.18 we read. The only begotten son. Who is in the bosom of the father. He has explained him to us. So God sent his son. To show us his love. 
Christmas is a reminder to all who truly celebrate the birth of Christ of the love of God. You know what? Forget everything that's happening in the world today and think that God is love. Share with you a few of these ways in a very short time. Uh, His love for us is unconditional. You know, if we stop thinking about anything else, and this morning I want you to think about the love. You know, if we stop thinking about anything else, and this morning I want you to think about the love that God has loved you with in the form of His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. His love, if you think about it, is unconditional. God did not ask us to meet certain standards or to acquire certain qualifications or to meet a certain criteria to deserve His love. No, not at all. There were no prerequisites. There were no achievements required. Not at all. He did not place any conditions on us to send His only Son to die on the cross for us. The only condition or requirement needed was for us to admit that we are sinners. Do you think you qualify? I qualify. Because I'm a sinner. And thank God, I stand before you sinners saved by grace. The only qualification, the only criteria that is needed is to admit that we are sinners. And who can stand before the mighty God and say, I'm not a sinner? No one. We're all sinners. And this is what what was required. You know, the Philippians jailer was trembling and asked with fear, what must I do to be saved? The answer was in clear, pure English. You need to do nothing. Only believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. God did not require any doing. He didn't need any of your works or mine. Because your works and mine are like rags in his eyes. Ah, Jesus Christ was sent to us on the basis of unconditional love. Nothing is required in return. And I don't expect you to do anything that I love you. You know, in Romans chapter 5 and verse 8, we read, But God demonstrated His own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners. What happened? Christ died for us. We needed no conditions whatsoever. His love to you and to me is unconditional. Think of that. His coming to this world is an unconditional expression of the love of the Father. The second thing I thought about, that his love toward you and me is unmerited. Unmerited. We, in our sinful ways, have denied this wonderful Savior. We turned our back on him, rejecting his love, rejecting his mercy. You know what we deserve because of our attitude, because of our life? We deserve death. Instead, he showered us with his love. Isn't that a wonderful Savior? Isn't that a wonderful gift? 
Why do you want to look for other gifts? The gift of love of the Father is the greatest gift you can have here during Christmas. When I thought about that, I said, wow. And I looked in the Bible and listened to what Paul says in the Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. For by grace you have been saved. Through faith and that not of yourself. Here it is. It is the gift of God. It is the gift of God. Not as a result of our works. So I deserve that. I merit that. Not at all. Our works, as I said, like rags. That no one should boast. But by grace you have been saved. The innocent, the pure, the loving Savior comes down from heaven and reaches to the lowest. Lost sinner. Oh, lost man. And pardons him. And elevates him. And gives him a place above the angels. What love is this? This is Christmas, folks. God's love toward us is shown in the face of Jesus Christ. He explained what truly God had in mind. For God so loved the world, it says. And Jesus came to say, this is how much God loves you. This is how much I love you. I came, born in a manger, hated by people, uh, ridiculed, mocked, spit on. He had no place to lay his head, head upon. And he lived here amongst us for 33 years. Finally, he went to the ultimate destination, to the cross of Calvary, died on the cross of Calvary to say to you and to me, I love you. I am dying for you to give you eternal life. This is why. Because I love you. No wonder that I was looking at some uh, songs, hymns written of old now uh, by great men of God. And I looked at the one who wrote the, uh, the hymn, The Love of God. And I, I read the first stanza. And I had tears in my eyes. I want to read it to you. The love of God is greater far than tongue or pen can ever tell. It goes beyond the highest star and reaches to the lowest hell. The guilty pair bowed down with care. God gave his son to win his erring child. He reconciled and pardoned from his sin. This is the love of God. Jesus Christ came and explained it to us. And there he went to the cross of Calvary to save you and me. Oh, if there is any celebration we should do, if anything that we should uh, be joyful about, is that the love of God has bowed down and reached you and me. God loves you. God loves you. And merited love. And this love is universal too. You know, his love is not directed toward a certain nation or race. Can you believe if he if was directed to, I, I came to this country only. No. Not at all. It's universal. His love, uh, listen to John 3.16. What does it say? For God so loved, what? Come with me. Loved who? The world. The world. The word, every nation under the sun. He didn't say, I came to the Anglo-Saxons. 
I came to the old people. I came to the, to the people in the Middle East or to the, only to the American nation. No, not at all. He loved the whole world. Every race, every person that was born, being born today and will be born. God loved so much from the beginning of the universe. It is universal. Oh yes, he loved the world and thank God for his love. And you know, if he didn't love the world, I wouldn't be standing here today. Thank God that he loved so much. Universal love. Can you imagine if he loved one certain nation, where would we be today? This is why we love God. And we should love him more in return. And this is why I say, God loves you. We are are from different nations. My dream was to see a church, a United Nations church. And you know what? We have so many nations. We have so many people, different people, different languages. But we meet under the love of God. And the one thing that puts us together is the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's universal. It's personal too. When the Lord grew up and started his ministry, listen to this, he went after the individuals. He responded to the calls of individuals. He met with, encouraged, healed, visited, ate, and raised some from the dead. He cares and wants to help. He enjoyed personal relationships with those who took him as Savior. He kept each and every one who trusted him. He suffered with our sufferings. And he wept with those who are bereaved. He is a very personal God and a true friend. This is why the psalmist shouted of old, another person from a different nation, he shouted, Whom have I in heaven but thee? And beside thee I desire nothing on earth. You are my personal friend, he's telling him. And I don't want anything, anyone else. He was so personal to him. He is the only one who can fulfill your personal needs. And crowns our days with goodness and satisfaction. He said to you and me, I'm your personal Savior and God. And also I'm above all, I'm the enough. And this morning, during this time of celebration, and people want to love to to receive gifts. Who doesn't love to receive a gift? And the more the merrier, right? Give me more. And the Maria, people love that. But you know one thing, when you have God, you have the enough. When you have Jesus, you don't want anything else. Everything else comes over and above. And this is why the Bible says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things, he says, it shall be added to you. If you have the love of Christ, if you have the love of God, and which is offered to you freely, unmerited, Unconditional, universal, and personal. It's offered to you. What, shall you. what would you say to it? No, I don't want it. Or you, Lord Jesus, I accept your love. This is the test. Would you accept his love this morning? Oh, yes. He said, I am the enough. And he, let me tell you one thing. He's enough for me. Let me state this fact before you this morning. If the child of Bethlehem, the Lord Jesus Christ will satisfy you. No, will not satisfy you. If this child will not satisfy you, I tell you one thing: no one else under the sun will. Think of that. This is why people are always hungry for more. 
Greedy for more. Looking for more. Doing more. Because I want more. I want to be richer. I want to be grander. I want to be, uh, to own more homes and more land and more this and more of that. People are hungry for that. You know why? Because there is a hunger in their hearts that has not been satisfied by the enough. And the Lord said, I am the enough. I love you. I can satisfy your need. I can change your life. And I can, I can uh, make you feel that satisfaction that you've never felt before. Uh, would you listen? I love you. Would you love me in return? That's the message of Christmas. God sent His Son because He loved the whole world. And His love, finally, is eternal. Is eternal. And Paul wanted to describe His love to us. And he opened his heart and penned two verses in the Bible that are so dear to my heart. These two verses explain it all. I don't need to add anything. We read, For I am convinced, he said, that neither death, nor life, nor angels, he was satisfied, let me tell you one thing, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, okay, what Paul, nor depth, or any other created thing shall be able to separate us from what? From the love of God. From the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Neither the past, nor the present, nor the future. His love is eternal. He doesn't change his mind. He doesn't tell you, I love you today, and I'm not going to quit tomorrow. That's you and me. But Jesus Christ loves you today, loved you in the past, and he's going to love you forever and ever. This is why he came. And this is the message of Christmas. That God loves you. And he sent his only begotten son. To explain this love. And to tell you, tell you about this love. And tell me about this love. And give it to us freely. You know what he says in John 13.1. The, the gospel writer. Jesus having loved his own. Who were in the world. He loved them to the end. His love is eternal. What end we're talking about? To the end. To the end of time. You know, in the eyes of God, there is no end to, of the, to the time we have. To the end of time, He loves you. Listen, this is the message of Christmas today. Jesus loves you. It's unmerited, yes. It's unconditional, yes. It's universal, yes. It's personal and it's eternal. And we cannot do anything except accept it and love it and enjoy it. This is the good news that we read this morning. I bring you good news. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. You know, uh, part of that hymn that I read to you, the last stanza was not written, written by Frederick Lehman who wrote the song. He said, you know what? I was visiting a hospital and he went by a bed of the hospital and on the wall by the bed were written those words and they became the last stanza about the love of Christ. And the person who wrote them was a sick man who died and was buried but the writings were there. And he added those writings to the song. And this is what it says by that man who left this world. 
Could we with ink the ocean fill? And where the skies of parchment made, where every stock on earth a quill, and every man a scribe by trade, to write the love of God above would drain the ocean dry. Nor could the scroll contain the whole, though stretched from sky to sky. Describe to me the love of God, he said. I cannot. And that guy went to this word. And they added this to the song. I was reading the history of the song. Oh, the love of God. This is in the face of Jesus Christ. You look at the babe of baby, it's the love of Christ. You look at Christmas decorations, it's the love of Christ. You look at that, you listen to the hymns, it's the love of Christ. We listen to these little girls there, and boys singing to us, and the choir singing to us, and everyone. They are telling us about the love of Christ. They are telling us, and telling you, Jesus loves you and loves me. And vis-a-vis this, what shall we say? Lord, I don't love you. Would you leave here and say, well, hey, well, I don't care. I don't think you can say that. You cannot say, I don't love you. Would you accept his love this morning? Would you accept the love of the child of Bethlehem this morning? He came to show us the love of Christ. And he showed it, didn't he? And what's your reaction? What's your response? Will you love him in return? That's my question. Would you love him in return? And you know, tell Adol, yeah, I love him. How do I express it? By giving him your life. (laughs) Didn't he give you his life? Didn't he go to the cross of Calvary, that babe of Christmas? He didn't come to be born only just to be born and celebrate Christmas. That was the first phase. He grew up. If he, st- if he stayed a baby, he would be, uh, uh, you know, a child. I don't know. He would be not a child um, uh, or anything. He didn't come to stay as a baby and that's it. And keep him a baby. How would you like to have a baby born and keep him a baby for 20 years a baby? That was only a phase he was born to come to this world and grow up to be 33 years old to go to the cross, the ultimate destination, the cross of Calvary. Because he wanted to explain the love of God to you and to me. And that's the miracle of his love. How, what would you say to this love this morning? Or this afternoon now? Would you say, Lord, I take you as my Savior? I want to love you in return. What can I do? Like the Philippian jailer. What can I do? You don't have to do anything. By taking Jesus as your Savior. Is to tell him. I reciprocate your love Lord Jesus today. I love you. And I will do whatever you want me to do. Would you do that? Let's bow our heads. Time is up. And we need to go home. Let's bow our heads. Remember. He loved you and he gave his life for you and for me. How would you like to say, Lord Jesus, I really never understood it this way. But here's my love in return. Here's my love and my life.
for you in return. I hereby give you my life. Take it and use it, and I want to surrender it to you. How would you like to do that this afternoon? And if there's someone here this morning, this afternoon, who wants to respond to the love of Christ, say, Lord, I love you. I want to do your will. I want to take you as my Savior. As I'm praying here, would you lift up your hand so I pray for you? Is there someone so I can pray for you? Say, yes, I want to love God in return. Is there someone here? Do you love Christ? You want to tell him, I love you, Lord? Let me pray for you. Or pray in your heart. Say, Lord, I want to reciprocate your love. I want to give you my life. From now on, I want to celebrate Christmas in a different way. Now I know the meaning of your coming to this world, of your love toward me. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who came to this world to show us your love. We thank you for the choir, for those young men and young women. We thank you for the little kids that from the very beginning, from their uh, babyhood, their childhood, they are shouting and they are singing about the love of Christ. We thank you for them and pray that when they grow up, they will be men and women for the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for the privilege of serving you. And we thank you for each and every person here today. And if there's someone who has asked you to their heart today, we pray that it will be genuine, that we will reciprocate our love and we will crown you as king on our hearts because we know very well you came and lived and died on the cross of Calvary for our sake. We thank you for that and give your name glory In Jesus' name, amen. We're sorry we took time this morning and kept you late, but uh, I hope we still have the majority of the day to enjoy. God be with you and bless you for the rest of the day.